Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Blockbuster Buffs. Blockbuster Boys? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right, let's start over. Cut. <laughs> no, that's actually kind of fun. No, we're still debating the title. <laughs> Leave it in. Leave All it right, in. welcome to Blockbuster Buffs. We out here. Uh, I am Matt. I am Blockbuster Buff number, well, first. I'm first. <laughs> I'm Joe, and I'm also Blockbuster Buff first. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Tied for we're, first. We're Can't both be first. Last. If you're not first, you're last. That's Ricky Bobby style. You know how it is. So we are here on the All Days Off Network bringing our hot takes on cold flicks for y'all. Cold or not so cold. Old or not so bold. Yeah, really, whatever whatever strikes are fancy, that's what we're talking about. But we do have a cool little framing device, which is that we are going to do the show in seasons. And this season is called The Fast and Furious Family. We're going to find out what the family's up to outside of the show. You know, outside of the Fast and Furious mindset. So we're going to be looking at a few, well, basically some of the main characters from the franchise, and uh, we're going to review some of the other movies that, that they are in and discuss them with y'all. So I hope you enjoy it. And again, yeah, well, this is all produced by All Days Off Productions. And welcome to the show. <laughs> Our goal here is to remind people that films aren't just for dorks. That's right. Blockbuster buffs, films aren't just for dorks. Take it to the bank. So uh, if you're going to follow us along or follow along with us on this season, uh, today we're going to be talking about Fast 1. The or, start of it all. Exactly. The f- I guess, it's, is it The Fast and the Furious? I think it is. It is The Fast and The Furious. <laughs> which is key. Not <laughs> to be confused with Fast and Furious, <laughs> which is easy. A totally different movie. Completely. That's actually Fast 4, as I like to call it. <laughs> um, then we're going to be watching Pitch Black uh, for our Vin Diesel pick. Um, Dungeons and Dragons for Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. For Jordana Brewster, we're going to do The Faculty, Fast Five. Again, we're going to kind of get reintroduced to the family. We're going to do Four Brothers for Roman. Um, what's his real name? Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese Gibson. Yep. And then for Han, who I don't remember his you're, name. You're skipping one of the more, more, most important people. Which is? Paul Walker, dog. Oh, he's last. Oh, he, oh you're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. Keep it going. Yeah. Um, the... Best for last. <laughs> Yep, and then for Han, we're going to be doing uh, Bullet to the Head. Which also has one of our main villains, Jason Momoa, makes a uh, debut in Bullet to the Head. He really does, yeah, He's because we're going to be finishing up with Fast X. Um, but yeah, we'll do um, the Baywatch for The Rock. Then we'll watch Fast 8 for, oh my gosh, Shaw. What's his real name? <laughs> Jason Statham. We're going to do the Italian job. Oh, yeah. And then we'll also get the car sorceress, Charlize Theron, in there. And yep. Uh, then for Brian, we're going to do Into the Blue. And then we're going to finish the season with Fast X. So keep all those movies in mind. We're going to post them on socials and stuff, too. So anyway, welcome to episode one quarter mile at a time quarter mile at a time we're talking about fast and furious one today it's going down let's give the people a breakdown of what they're going to be hearing what's the what's the general direction what do we how's this formatted well first we're going to summarize the film a little bit and then we are going to talk about Basically, what we liked and what we didn't like, we'll have some fun titles for that. And then we're going to give our last kind of, was it good, was it bad, we'll give it a little rating at the end. Should be pretty pretty simple. We'll try to keep it right at or under an hour. And that's what we'll do. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Um. <clears throat> I 
for those of you that haven't seen The Fast and the Furious. It came out in 2001, almost 23 years ago. Wait. Sorry. Ad. Anyway. Uh, Fast and Furious 1. The Fast and the Furious. With Vin Diesel and Paul Walker and Michelle Rodriguez and Jordana Brewster, this movie opens up with a pretty ridiculous and interesting car chase. Um, and by car chase, I mean a car jacking. They a truck jacking. Oh yeah, it's, it's a truck heist. Yeah, it's at night. There's these like four like street racing cars that are black, and a guy shoots a gun or a like harpoon a gun. Yep. Through a window, pops out the window, and then shoots another one in the back of the seat, and then jumps off the back of the first car, and holds onto the wire for the back of the seat. He crawls in through the window. Shoots the guy with a trank or the driver with a trank gun, and then takes the truck, and then make off with all the loot you can imagine, and that's how this film opens. Um, follow that up with Paul Walker driving around in this fancy green car, trying to get, really trying to top, you know, get get to his top speed around these corners, and he spins out all sad. That's the beginning. Joe, when when did you first see this movie? Oh man, I first saw this movie probably like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Really? I was like a That's li- pretty late. It's kind of late. It's a ways after it came out. Yeah. But that was probably about the time I actually got around to finally watching it for the first time. Okay. It's a uh, staple of my teenage boyhood uh mindset it is just perfectly made for a teenage boy it really yeah everything that is like the coolest stuff possibly imaginable at the time and i mean you got need for speed all Mm -hmm. those games i'm playing at the same time and then you have fast and furious exactly what a combo yeah i saw it earlier it was something my brother was into and so i just thought oh well my brother's into it so it must be cool yeah obviously and yeah, it's crazy. So the the real breakdown of the film, we give you the intro, but the real breakdown is that like Paul Walker is an LAPD agent undercover in who's trying to like find the people who are stealing these trucks. And so he's trying to get into the street racing industry basically. Not it's not really an industry scene. Scene. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Um so he's trying to get into that scene by he makes like a fast car and he's like Basically, he's trying to get in through Dominic Toretto, who is Vin Diesel. And he does that by going to his sandwich shop, and he starts to fall in love with Mia, or Dom's little sister, Jordana Brewster. Um, But yeah, he's trying to get into the scene. He wants that respect. And you can tell that he is pretty much, like, made right away. He is, but he also, he does have a backstory. His, Mm -hmm. His backstory is not just straight up cop, but he... Uh, grew up in Arizona and he lifted cars so he spent two years in juvie so he comes in with some street cred as well as some driving ability he's not a total noob just trying to figure out what to do like he he knows cars he knows how to drive he can figure out and in their first street race what goes down well first I want to just before that because I thought the scene was kind of cool they uh it's not really cool it's it really just shows us what Dom can, like, what kind of presence Dom brings to the table. It, like, introduces the character of Dominic Toretto really quite well. So, like I said, Brian's going into the sandwich shop they have every day, and he's like, kind of chatting up to Anna Brewster. And then Vince comes in, and he, Vince clearly has a crush on Mia. Um, and he, like, picks a fight with Brian, Paul Walker. And they, they get to scrapping out in the parking lot. And the whole time, Dom's head is in the background, like through a glass, like through a, I don't know, like some it's like kind a of, screen, screen, a screen, screen window thing, yeah. Yeah, and he's just like doing clerical work, basically, <laughs> which is funny because we never see him back at this shop <laughs> yeah. ever again. He's just like always in the garage, but yeah, like we see him just like kind of doing clerical work, like moving papers, like kind of walking around. He grabs a soda and stuff, and then finally, Mia's like, "Dom, get out there." 
And because they're scrapping like in the street, basically, like Brian and Vince are scrapping and they're they're fighting. They're getting pretty serious. And Brian is just he's dominating the fight for sure. But Dom comes out and everybody like everybody in his crew like chills out except and he like pulls Vince, tells him to go inside. But he commands this whole crew like he it shows us that like he has like patriarchal style authority he is the top dog exactly he's he is the man and it, not just we find out later not just in the street racing game but it kind of sets it up really well like i think the writing is actually kind of sharp here because dom knows where brian works and like says like hey you guys you work at this guy's shop right he's like you just got fired like he clearly has enough credit and enough like power in this world that he can just he can fire employees that aren't his <laughs> like it <laughs> yeah. just sets up really like tightly that he is the man and so they he Brian doesn't get fired because secretly he uh he's the uh, the shop owner like has some criminal record and they're they're going to expunge it and so the shop owner can't fire him but yeah so they get to this first street race Brian tries to get back into this crew by by showing up with a bunch of nos and he's trying to get the respect of Dom and this is like the first this is interesting this i think they did something that wasn't done before like i think the reason why this franchise kept going is because they were able to make you feel despite the bad like cringy cgi we see now but at the time it was strange to like see them show up to the line start their you know start their engines and just like fly off and then brian hits this like hits his nos buttons and like the whole world around him just like glimmers and kind of like bleeds together like blurs yeah and like you see his face and you hear nothing really but his like breath and it and like a faint rev of the engine but it like kind of cuts everything down and then you just you do kind of feel what it might be like to go 160 miles an hour in a car and that is what i think hooked people into this franchise entirely i'm not sure if you agree but i think that that maybe was the first step like the first drop in the bucket of like this is something that's not just like tacky schlock (laughs) for sure and like what that scene does is for one, it introduces the this idea of NOS that was pretty new uh, at the time for just like being a, a general like car racing use. Like mm-hmm. like NOS was a newer thing, and so a lot of people didn't even like for one know what it was, but two like know what it could do. Yeah, I don't. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and so these guys are starting to use NOS, and the filmmakers put it in there because it's it's like it's almost a hack. It's like yeah. a racing hack. If you've got NOS and you know how to use it, you are going to be a car that doesn't have it. Yeah, it's pretty it was I forget that. Like they introduced us to NOS. Yeah. Like I don't think the NOS energy drink was out yet. Well, no, it wasn't NOS energy drink, but NOS is a real thing. I know. But I mean like I, I don't see think the energy yeah. like I don't think the culture knew enough about NOS. Oh no, no. To at like all. know for a brand to be like, we can capitalize on that. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's where we're at right now. This, <laughs> yeah. It's so far in the past yeah. that we didn't even know that, like, nitrous oxide was anything other than the thing you huff at the dentist's office. <laughs> is that what you huff at the dentist's office? We can't look it up. Mm, <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it is. Okay, we have to look it up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's a good point. Since then, the energy drink blew up. Yeah. Yeah, nitrous oxide. It's the same thing. All right, all right. Yeah, so before, this was a painkiller. <laughs> like, he injects painkiller into the engine, and it, like, boosts the car. And you're like, what is happening? It makes the car no hurt. <laughs> it go is, faster. That is what you mostly knew about Nas <laughs> when this movie came out in 2001. Um, but, yeah, like, this, I think this was the first movie to hit theaters after 9-11, which is kind of wild wow <laughs> or one of the first i don't think it's the actual first but when what date date did it actually come out oh let's see here i know it was a one i 
It would have been an absolute, like... Oh, no, it was before. Good. Okay. June 22nd, 2001. That's better. That makes a little more sense because it would have come out as a summer blockbuster, I imagine. Right. That's a good point. So they... Uh, Paul Walker loses the race. He does. And what's his vibe when he loses the race? He's excited. He's still kind of stoked. <laughs> and he's like, I almost had you. Yeah. And what does Vin say? You almost had me? <laughs> Ask any real racer. You could win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. Which is like, that line hit. I know that line. Why do I know that line? Because that line was hardwired into my brain. <laughs> yeah. As like a nine-year-old watching Fast and Furious in 2003, probably. And just like, oh my, oh, what? <laughs> it's like, you if you ain't first, you're last. But for... Uh, a totally different generation and a and totally different reason. Like, actually serious. It's yeah. not satirical. They are not joking in this yeah, movie. That's no, the other thing that's insane. Absolutely not. They're not joking at all. And so, right after this, the cops bust the bust the street race. Um, they close down the streets, and a pizza guy pops out before... This is before the race. We're backing up a little bit. A pizza guy pops out, and uh, one of Dom's crew's like, Streets closed! Move it, pizza boy! And the pizza boy <laughs> is the director of the film. <laughs> Just a little fun fact I found out in the uh, extra features I watched last night. Oh, nice. That is a fun fact. Yeah. Uh, Rob Cohen is the director's uh -huh. name. Mm -hmm. And so the streets, uh, the police break up this 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 scene, this race. Everyone splits. Dom drops his car into a parking garage. And then he's about to get pinched as he's walking down the street. The cop recognizes him. He's not even in the car. Yep. And he, like, runs down an alley. And as the car's chasing him, Paul Walker shows up and... Picks up Dom, and like this is how he gets into the crew, is that he he picks up Dom, so there's some respect there, and then when they're getting away, they end up in the wrong territory, and this is what introduces us to like the 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 gang kind of culture of the car scene. They end up in the wrong territory, and these like guys show up in motorbikes with Uzis and tap on the window, and they're like, hey. Follow us. So he follows them, and, well, Brian follows them. And let's see who this actor's name is. I don't want to get it wrong. And this is where we meet the villain of the film. Uh, Johnny Tran, played by Rick Yoon. But yeah, so Johnny Tran is the guy. And Johnny Tran and, and Vin have beef because apparently Vin sold him some things that didn't work out, I guess. Or, I don't know. They, they don't really say. They just kind of gloss over He slept with his sister, too. Oh, that seriously? comes up. Yeah, yeah. That does come up. Yeah. Okay, so that's why they have yeah. beef. <laughs> yeah. Vince slept with Johnny Tran's sister. They, they got some car part beef. Yeah. Like, it's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> and so he's like, Johnny asks, you know, Vin, oh, is this your car? And Brian says, yeah, because they race for pinks. Brian put down his car to get into the race. We forgot to mention that. but So technically, you know, it's going to be Dom's car, but Dom's like, no. Nah. I haven't taken delivery yet, which is another, like, he's got a real code. Like, we got to remember that Dom has a code, so let's make him say some code thing. <laughs> um, and then Brian's like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, he won it for me. And then Johnny Tran's like, oh, so this is nobody's car. And they shoot up and blow up the car. Yep. They just, like, shoot it until it explodes, and then the NOS blows up. And then Vin brings Paul Walker back to the house. Now, at the house... They're having a house party. Right. The whole crew is back there. And Dom's pissed. Dom's pissed. But before Dom goes inside, Brian's about to walk off down the street. Mm -hmm. And Dom's like, you know what? This guy earned my respect tonight. I'm going to invite him in for a beer. So he does. And when he gets inside, Dom just about kicks Vince's ass because mm -hmm. he's so mad they didn't come looking for him. And Dom's pissed at the rest of the crew. But Brian has made it in yeah so that's that's how he gets through the door that's how he gets dom's respect and then before dom kind of walks off and is mad and like is basically like flirting with some hoes <laughs> he like looks at brian and is like hey you still me you still owe me a 10 second call <laughs> <laughs> i think that's probably all we need to talk about for that like 
first kind of initial thing and we need to get into the rest of the movie um but basically like that is the whole story of how he gets in and the reason why we talked about it so long is because that's what's that is like one of the main important things like the rest is kind of montagey like up until we get towards the end like it's you know dom's teaching brian how to drive brian is is you know talking to the crew they brian's able to get a kind of a beat up car from impound that they just basically need to like fix up to make it worthy of you know replacing the car that he had before and dom actually pays for it which is kind of cool like he sees that brian's doing the work even though Brian owes him and he's going to have to do the work, like Dom is actually paying for all the repairs of the car. They like put it on his tab at the shop. And so we just see this montage of them like ordering parts and going through this thing. And, and Brian's trying to get like information to, to solve the case. The whole time that this is going on though, the one of the very like well done uh, redirects that mm-hmm. the, the writers do well is that the whole time they're all together doing their thing, you think that Johnny and his crew are the ones who are doing the truck heists. That's true. The truck heist we saw at the very beginning, as well as Mm -hmm. one that happens towards the middle. Mm -hmm. Uh, The whole time they're directing you to think that Johnny is the one who's doing these heists. Yeah, and they, they even make that explicit. This scene, we should talk about the oil scene. So, uh... Brian thinks that Hector, who's the guy who kind of organizes the street race, um, he thinks that Hector is probably the guy because he ordered parts for three identical Honda Civics, which is the the people who are committing the crimes. Mm -hmm. And so he orders some parts for those cars at the shop. And so Brian thinks it's him. So he sneaks into a shop and he like checks his cars and he realizes like, oh, these, these guys don't have the same tires. They don't have the right, they're not the right guy. So then he pops out of the shop and Vince hits him in the head with a shotgun and drags him out. And then Dom's like, what are you doing? Like, are you a cop? Like, this is not, like, this is bad behavior. Like, you're definitely a cop. And Brian's like, dude, I have to make money for you. And really, like, Paul Walker does well in this scene at, like, being convincing. Yeah. Like, better than most scenes I think I've seen Paul Walker in. <laughs> He's like, I have to like check out what these other cars are, you know, these other racers are bringing to the table. So that way we like, no, we know what we're up against and we know what we can, you know, what we can beat and what we can't beat. So that way they can make bets and win races at race wars, which is a hilarious name. <laughs> I cannot believe that race wars made it through. Um, but then they go to Johnny trans place and they're looking at his cars and they see Panasonic DVD VCR combos, which is what is being stolen from the truck. That's how old it is. <laughs> the thing that they're making, you know, one point five to million dollars on the re- the reason why the FBI and the uh, LAPD have come together for this thing is that they're stealing VCR DVD combo players. <laughs> so they're in Johnny Tran's garage and they see all that, and Brian's like, "Check that off the list. Um, it's definitely this guy. Like that's yep. how they do it." And then. Johnny Tran like brings in a dude who they just like kidnapped and is trying to get him to like basically he doesn't have engines for his cars because I guess they blew or something. I don't know. No, no. The the guy he brings in is a a fence. Mm. So he's a dude that uh, sells stolen cars. And so he sold Johnny these cars that didn't have engines in them. He had like taken the engines out, sold the engines to someone else and then sold the cars to Johnny. Holy cow, yeah. I don't know how I missed that. But yeah. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> um, and so what is, Joe, Joe, take over for a minute. I want to hear what you have to say. I mean, Johnny brings him in, beats the shit out of him, <laughs> and he's like, you better find me those other engines, uh, and pretty much just like tortures him, which like reinforces the the perspective that Brian's getting at the time, like, oh, he's for sure the dude that's stealing all these uh, DVD players. Uh, just because he's like just villainous, just yeah, it's brutal. He yeah. takes a pump and he pumps motor oil into the dude's mouth. Yep, like <laughs> brutal. Oh, it's gross. So from there, pretty much, Brian's convinced Johnny's the one, and he tells the whole FBI, PD, LAPD crew, mm-hmm. we can make a make a move here. Yeah, 
that's what happens next. Uh, I mean, there's there's some other stuff in between. They talk about cars, cars, building cars, <laughs> you know, driving cars, racing cars, fun stuff like that. Um, some beautiful woman tossed in. Oh, yeah, no. He's on a date with Mia. Yep. He gets a call <laughs> in the middle of the night. He answers, and he says, yeah. And then he says, okay. And then she's like, who was that? And he says, wrong number. (laughs) Which, just so you know, if you get a call from a wrong number and you say, yeah, okay, that doesn't sound like a wrong number. (laughs) They just, like, hooked up, and she clearly was asleep. So I I don't fault the movie for making it work, but he could have said anything else. Like, he could have been like, oh, man, that was my dad. Like, why is he calling so late? I don't know. It's weird. He yeah. had some, pro- like, I don't know. I have to call him in the morning. Like, he could have said so many things that are more believable than wrong number. But what the call was is they're going to, they're moving in on Johnny Tran. So Paul shows up. He gets all, he gets all swatted out. And uh, they raid the house and take Johnny from his home. And this was like kind of, oh, man, all the characters are, this is something, we're not in the, you know, the, the really analyzed segment, but. All the characters are more well put together than you would expect mm-hmm. from a movie like this and from the way people think about these movies. Yeah. Because they do kind of go off the rails later, for sure. But this movie is really <laughs> grounded. Like, Johnny has, like, a culture. Like, his family has a culture. Yeah. Like, and it's probably stereotypical, and it's probably not, like, very positive not even positive but it's probably not very accurate representation it might be i don't know but like he's at dinner with his family and you get the sense that johnny's like a businessman who like has a family heritage and culture that he cares about but he's also like kind of betraying that by being a bad dude yep and it's illustrated very ham-fistedly in the fact that as he's getting pulled out, his father slaps him in the face, <laughs> which even as a kid, I was like, that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Johnny. Um, you have dishonored the family. But it turns out all of those Panasonic players were bought legally, and so they have them on a couple weapons possession charges. Yeah, super small. Which is like... I don't think that's small. Like, maybe you get out and you have to go, like, to a court date. Maybe those are misdemeanors. But I feel like if you own a legal gun, like, they're not guns that you can legally purchase in California. Like, he owns, like, they they find, like, Uzis in his house. Like, you can't own those as a citizen. Like, I assume they take that pretty seriously there. But maybe not. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. This was 2001. That's fair. California was probably a little bit more... (laughs) Little, come and take it. Yeah, little little lax. Yeah, California might have been come and take it. And this <laughs> did come out pre-9-11. So That's true. So there were less restrictions on uh, weapons in general. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so then we got Race Wars and the climax of the film, which is when Paul, Walker, Brian, and the whole crew go to Race Wars. There's a big party here. This was kind of cool. In the bonus features, like, the director just made this event like actually they just actually made the event and they were like hey so all of you guys with you know like fast like street racer style cars like come on down and uh you guys can do races and stuff like we're gonna do some filming um so you'll need to kind of stay out of way but in general like just come and party and we'll have you know some food you can buy and things like that and you guys can you guys can drag race here. We've actually rented out the airstrip. And they're like actually like some of the background races, like those are actual people actually like doing the quarter mile. I can For realsies? For realsies. Yeah. Like they're doing the quarter mile for real. They're like racing for money. They're gam like he built the whole event. Like it's crazy. And that part I insane. totally thought that was like a real thing. Is Race Wars not like a generally real thing? No. No, no, no. <laughs> what about like just quarter mile races? Dude, it's called Race Wars. They can't you can't <laughs> name something Race Wars. There's already a Race Wars thing that happened. And maybe it's still happening. I don't know. It's about racism. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you not catch the connection between no, race wars and No. Not race? at all actually. <laughs> no. I did just realize that. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, if you hadn't noticed, Race Wars is not a good name for a racing <laughs> event. Huh. <laughs> like, I was so into the, like, reality of the movie yeah. that that didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, it didn't like, when I watched it either, but <laughs> since then I have I have heard people talk about it and I have thought about that. Like, <laughs> Race Wars is not a good name for this event. Hmm, good point, good point. All right. So they, they race. Um, one The only real important thing that happens is that uh, Jesse, who's kind of their car wizard, he, he does all the like, he does all the like car design and he's kind of like, he's got ADHD, that's his character. Um and that's pretty much it about him. He's got impulse yep. control problems. He's a big time nerd. He's got some computer programming skills, and he knows everything there is to know about cars. And so, he races Johnny Tran for slips, or they they put their cars on the as they bet their cars. They put their cars on the line. Yeah, and he loses, and then he just drives off. And then that night, Brian notices that like. He's getting heat from his captain, who's like, "Hey, you got to solve this case. You got twenty. You got forty-eight hours. Otherwise, we're we're taking you out." Well, hold on, rewind. Yeah. When Jesse drives off, that's like major not not kosher because that's Johnny's car now, and so yeah. Johnny blames Dom. Oh yeah. For letting his boy drive off, and so he comes over and he says he re- like reveals everything that had he had gotten arrested for mm-hmm. already, and he blames Dom for being the snitch and dom like flips on him (laughs) he would never be yeah a snitch he declares it over and over i snitched on nobody i never snitched on nobody (laughs) (laughs) just punches him a bunch and security takes him apart it's it's a whole thing but so that night they they jet off brian notices and he tells mia jordana brewster the woman that he took out on a date and slept with and they're in love um obviously and uh, he tells her, "Look, I'm a cop. You don't. You're mad about your brother like doing this dangerous stuff. Like, if these truckers are getting armed, if you want to protect them, you gotta tell me where they're going. You gotta help me find them. You're the only one who can help me. And so they take off and they try to find basically this, you know, Dom's crew and the truck they're trying to hijack. And that's where we get into the climax of the movie, where they do eventually find them." Um, there the trucker is armed. Vince jumps up onto the front of the truck, and then is shot at by a sawed-off shotgun. Ends up flying around the edge, or flying around the side, and is like trapped in the passenger door with like the cable that he used to shoot through the back of the through the front window. Yep, through the front window. Um, like tied up around his arm, and again, Vince was on the side of a truck in real life like he had his arm he had that was like fake but they had it like taped up on him and like he was hanging on and he was strapped in but he was legitimately on the side of the truck driving around like a stuntman did the jump but all this is practical effects and you really it does it's kind of a dumb way to steal a truck but it's kind it does feel very real Mm -hmm. and so like dom's trying to get vince off the side he can't jump off because he's trapped you know, uh, Letty tries to distract the guy by, like, becoming an easy target for him. And uh, the guy shoots her tires out and she crashes. The other guy, what's his name? Um, the other guy in the crew. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Leon. Mm-hmm. Leon goes to save Letty. And then that's when Brian and Mia show up. And, and at this point... Yeah. Vin Vin's car uh gets shot up too and like his tire gets blown, so Vin can't keep up anymore. So without uh Brian and Mia, uh Vince is done for. So Brian and Mia show up just in the nick of time. Yeah, Brian jumps off of the car, he unstraps Vince, they dodge a bullet, they jump back onto the car, and then Vince needs flight for life out of there because he's been shot a couple of times. And so Brian calls in a police helicopter and Dom, like, as he's saying that he's an officer, Dom just is, like, staring at him with this horrible stare of, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you. And, uh, and you could tell it one th- this was great acting, too, because Brian, 
uh, he does it. He kind of resigns, and you can hear it in his tone. That he's like, "My cover's blown. I'm losing these people. Like this sucks. I like these people." And he's talking on the phone. And then when Dom hears him, his voice like cracks a little bit, and then it gets way quicker. And he's like, like sh- he's like, quivering a little bit, like but scared he, he, of Dom. But he keeps it cool too. Yeah, he like still keeps his cool, but yeah. he knows like. It's like a little it's a, a little bit of an inflection that says like Brian or Paul Walker can actually act. And he unfortunately never showed that again in any other <laughs> movie he was ever in, which no shade at Paul Walker. I love these movies. I love Paul Walker, but I don't know, like he does a good job in this movie and I actually looked for best Paul Walker movies. This is the one that everyone says is his best movie. <laughs> <laughs> so they they say Vince, it's a whole thing. Um, and then Johnny Tran shows back up at the house. Right as Brian does, too. Oh, yeah. Brian lets Dom go. He drives back to the house. He's He has a run-in with Dom. He's like, Dom, I got to take you in. And then Jesse shows up, and they're like, Jesse, where were you? And then Johnny Tran comes by and kills Jesse. And they chase down Johnny. They kind of get him. Oh, yeah, Paul does get him. He gets him to have him call 911. And then, this is like the final of the film. Like, it's literally the last scene. Dom and Brian are chasing these two motorcycles who drove by with Uzis in their car. Brian finally actually shoots Johnny. And Dom stops and drives away. And Brian sees him and falls him. And they stop at a train track. Like a train, or like a railroad crossing. And rolls down the window. They roll down. They talk to each other. And he's like, I used to race here as a kid. And uh, from here to that that train, or to the train is exactly a quarter mile. And I don't care what you do, but when this hits green, I'm going for it. And so they do their race again. And do you remember who wins, Joe? I thought they tied. It, Don't they tie? Brian wins. <laughs> what? By like a little bit. I'm pretty sure it's really tight. They kind of tie. But like at the at the angle I saw it, Brian comes out just like a little bit ahead. And whether it's an inch or a mile, uh, you win. But the train comes through right behind them. So they like have this cool one where they jump like over these train. They hit the train. They hit the railroad crossing and it like bounces their cars up a little bit. And they like bust through the guardrails, and then the train comes right behind them. They both barely miss it. You think, like, whoa, they did it. And then Dom hits a truck and flips his car, and Brian drives under him, and like Dom is screwed. But as the police sirens were in the background, and as it's clear Dom is about to go to jail, even though he said earlier, I'd rather, I mean, I'd rather leave in a body bag than go back to jail. They get out, Donald's clearly hurt, and Brian tosses him the keys and says, I owe you a 10-second car. Donald drives off, end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. We kept it at 33 minutes. What a, what a sick ending. It was so sick. I love, uh, okay, now we're going to get into the yeah. real, now we're, this all right, all right. So now we're gonna get into our our take on the movie. Dunk so, or defend. Three, two, one. Defend. defend. Yes. yes. Nice. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm so glad <laughs> neither of us are dunking on it. Yeah, this movie is dope. It uh, is great. It's. It just gets me fired up, it dude. It gets me so excited. <laughs> like i'm just cheesing i'm just smiling the entire time i just it's stuck on my face the smile is stuck on my face it's such a fun movie it's not smart and don't get us twisted like the show is you know blockbuster buffs the show is blockbuster buffs films aren't just for dorks but don't get it twisted this movie is not like a like a smart heady movie like this is a fun movie like, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. It is a blockbuster. I love it. I love it, too. <laughs> and, like, even though you can easily write it off as being 
cheap because it's a blockbuster and just because like the general content, like we already said, the writing was pretty clever. Like there's some good writing put into it that actually like helps you helps the 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 flow, helps the characters build and helps you kind of like I think the best writing part for me was the redirection of attention f- off of Vin mm-hmm. uh, and his crew as being the Carthies and onto Johnny. That was the best writing part for me. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think they kept the mystery alive, yeah. which was just a good like. When we say the writing is good, what we mean is that the like the structure of the writing is better than it's given credit for. Like the actual lines are not always they're not always bangers there's some like funny there's they're pretty campy i think yeah like the dialogue's a little bit campy and stuff like that but the actual like structure and the the efficiency of writing like is there like there's there's positives to be said like there's good things about the writing in this movie the problem is it's not great on like just to be fair it's not doesn't have good dialogue like it just doesn't yeah and like the The characters themselves are all a bit caricatured. Like, mm. they're all kind of, like, just a representation of a type of person. Like, yeah. Vin being the ultra-macho uh, leader of the pack. And, like, uh, Brian being the hot-headed cop uh, who's got a chip on his shoulder and something to prove. But also, like... yeah does want to earn Dom's respect still. Like, he does create a really strong connection with Dom and a very strong connection with Mia. Like, he, it's believable that he does actually fall in love with her. He's not just undercover. Yeah, and Vince is just hothead douchebag. Like, yeah. Johnny is... I mean, Johnny's mostly just, like, bad guy. Like, Yakuza guy, yeah. basically, is his, his caricature. And then... You know Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez. That's Letty, a tough. One. That's a tough one, huh? Letty's car girl. You know, car girl. Car girl. Extraordinaire. And then there's the guy with ADHD. Yep. And that's it. And it's funny because, like, if you think about what a general crew would look like, yeah, this is not it. They're they're a bunch of misfits, and Dom is kind of like the leader of the misfits. So it's right. it's like a. The barbecue, the the made family, is right. very much so not who you're who you're born with, or not even who your skin type is. It's it's who you make your family. Mm-hmm. And that's what really like sets off the season of this show as well as like the family connection, and like they started right from the beginning. Like that barbecue for us is what makes you part of the family. I think that's not just for us. I think it's just everybody. In any of the movies, if you get to the barbecue, which happens at the end of every movie, then except for... In the first one, it's in the middle. It's not at the end. Oh, that's fair. And then also, Too Fast, Too Furious doesn't have it. True, Tokyo but... Drift doesn't, but they're not really in the same right. ballpark. But it's because Dom's not there. Yeah, from five on, they all have the barbecue. What about four? Four is Fast and Furious, and they end where Dom's about to go to jail. Mm. So they don't have it then either. But yeah, so it becomes a trope, but like it really becomes a central part of the movie is that the final barbecue. Um, but yeah, they have. I don't know. Like I think it's, I think it's better than people give it credit for. I'm not gonna say that it's like. Any, it's not in the top, you know, twenty. 30 maybe even 50 best movies ever made but there is something like really special about it and it's definitely in one of i mean it's definitely in my top 25 favorite movies like maybe you are you are a fast and furious boy (laughs) you matt is an ultra fan of the fast fam yeah and i i think they're good and i think they're good and this is something we're gonna this is a big theme of our show i think they're good because they do what they're supposed to do and so, like, my theory of art, a little bit, and in, in film, but in just kind of all art, is, like, did it communicate what it was trying to communicate? And I think almost all the Fast and Furious movies do that, apart from 9, and I haven't seen 10 yet, I'm waiting. I agree. I think this, 
this movie does what it intended to do very well. Yeah. What it intends to do is, for one, give you an awesome, fun story, but two, create sort of like this combination of a found family, like making just like that the bedrock of the storyline, like you create your own family, as well as like just the intensity and the realness behind the racing scene. Like if you're into street racing, then this is some of the shit that could could go down. Yeah, it, they even talk about like the actors went to some of the LA scene street races, and they had a couple technical advisors who were involved in that scene, and they were even saying like a lot of it is running from the cops. Like honestly, like the technical guy and Vin and Brian and like some of the other cast were all like. We went and hung out with street racers for a while, and, like, this is kind of accurate. And, like, the cars that they have in those scenes are just street racing guys in L.A. that they met there. Yeah, sure. Like, they don't have all these cars. Like, they, they just invited them to set and had them park, and, like, that's what they're doing. So they're just extras. So they had, like, 200 extras at the original drag race. Like, they had, I think they had 120 cars or something like that. That just like line the scenes, and so like they put in like real work to make this cool, and it was successful. I think, even though it's n- like it's dumb, that's okay. <laughs> like there's there's dumb elements to this movie, but it's not as it's not like it's cheesy and it takes itself seriously. Yeah, but it's not and, and like. It's better than it should be. It is. It should have been worse, but they tried so hard that it worked. And I think, like, out of a a lot of the fast movies, this one is one of the best. Yeah. Because it it isn't. It's ridiculous. They're all ridiculous. But as they go, as they progress, they just like try and one up themselves every movie. Mm -hmm. So this one was like. Probably the most believable, still not believable, right. but the most believable for like being an actually potentially real mm-hmm. thing going on. Yeah, and I, I don't even judge this movie in the same way. If we're talking about like, if we're talking about doing what it's supposed to do, this movie's supposed to do an entirely different thing than even Too Fast, Too Furious, or Fast Five. Like it's, it's trying, it's not trying to set up a universe. It's just trying to like talk about the street racing scene in a way that's like kind of a fun point breaky cop movie like it's just point break obviously <laughs> like yeah. i mean totally. point break is better straight point, up like it's just straight up point break for cars <laughs> like it's just, oh. but yeah it's like they were trying to do something entirely different and then in order to keep the series going and to keep it interesting now that they stopped doing that justin lynn had to manufacture something new that they were trying to do and he took all of these like elements, like the heisting and the family and the cars, and like made something entirely new at Fast Five. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of foreshadowed a little bit in you know Fast and Furious or Fast Four, as I call it. Like it, and so I don't even judge this. It's a totally different movie. There's yeah. not another. There's not the second one isn't like the first one. The third one isn't like the, no Fast and Furious movie even is kind of like this movie. Okay, so defend. We both defend. We've done our defense. Feel free to uh, light us up on, you know, Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Um, yeah, feel free to give us give us the business about how terrible this movie is. Oh my gosh, dorks! All y'all are dorks who don't like this movie. That's what I say. And films aren't just for dorks. So our last segment. We got to give it a quarter mile time, and that's what we're that's what we're calling this season's version of. Like basically, instead of giving it you know five stars, so do you want to explain the quarter mile time a little bit? I'd love to. So, if you can get a quarter mile in ten seconds, that's amazing. That's incredible. Being able to race a quarter mile in ten seconds is very difficult. Under ten seconds is 
almost impossible. And especially for these cars back then, like, yeah, we've got updated cars, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, at this I point in time, Tesla, I think a lot of cars can do it now. Yeah, but for sure. But at this point, the, the ranking is 10 seconds is incredible. It's a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 is 10 seconds. Now, in reverse order of what you might think, going up in time is going down in quality. So a 20-second is very poor, very bad. We're considering 20 seconds to be a zero. So a 10-second quarter mile is a 10 out of 10. 20-second is a zero out of 10. Are we going to do – is this enjoyment or is this quality? Uh, Yes. Okay. Both. It's your your combo, your personal your personal combo. Your personal combo of how much you enjoyed plus quality. Okay. Yeah, the quality is gonna take it down a notch a little bit. But the practical effects do help. Do you wanna start us off? What's your what's your quarter mile time? My quarter mile time is twelve seconds. Pretty freaking close to the top. Right. Because it is just so classic. It's mm. so fun. It's just easy to watch. It's got a good story, fun characters. You get totally connected to both either Brian and, and Dom plus the other characters. The quality brings it down those two seconds. Mm. If it wasn't for the quality, I'd give it a 10 second. It's just straight up classic. Yeah, I I can't I can't do like the I guess I can't do the amalgam. It I would give it. I mean, it's one of my. It's I'd have to give it a ten, just by my own like enjoyment <laughs> of the movie. But I can't because it has real problems, and I would almost I'm gonna be harder on it, which is weird because I think I like it more. Like I would give it closer to like a fourteen. It's a 14-second movie, uh, uh, which is good. I mean, no, it's got to be. It's got to be a 13. It's got to be a 13. <laughs> it's a C. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's got to be a 13. It's a C movie. It's not a D movie. It's a C. Um, I wish it was better. I like. I love it so much. I don't wish anything was different about it. <laughs> so for me, it's a 10. But for you know, other people, it might be. It might be less, but I think with as objective as I can be, I give it a 13. Fair enough. Which is worse than a 10. It is worse than a 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening to uh, Blockbuster Buffs. Blockbuster Buffs. Blockbuster Buffs. Quarter mile at a time. Yep. Uh, this is our season. It's the Fast and Furious family. Feel free to listen to or, well, just watch these other movies. I will be releasing them periodically. I will have a schedule, but I, we'll see what that schedule ends up being. Um, I got family. Yeah. If you're here, you're family. If you made it to the barbecue. <laughs> exactly. This is like our barbecue. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs>